we saw. Jiggy Blake Guitar Jeff. It's a great name, and thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my trick shots there. Thanks very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next edition of the world-famous Chiggy Jaguar Radio Broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to the big broadcast, live as live can get, from the KJAG Radio Studios in downtown Nutchison, Kansas. We are live Monday through Friday, 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard from JiggyJaguar.com. On the tune-in apps, of course, our own app is available in both the app stores. Download our podcast on iHeartRadio or on TalkShoe live video via Twitch and our website at J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R.com. 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. And you can also find us each and every week on iHeartRadio. Broadcasting on the Roku via the AM, FM, 24-7 network each and every week. And the Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous friends over there at MyPillow. That is right. Save. Save some big time money when you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code J-I-G-G-Y. Save 30% on all the great MyPillow products. Fairly recently, we got some my pillows, and these things are absolutely amazing. A lot of people say my pillow is probably the best pillow they've ever slept on. Go over and find out why at mypillow.com. Put in our promo code J I G G Y and save some big time money. MyPillow.com Thanks for tuning in and being a part of the big program. Let's go to our first segment here on the big program. The Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. Yes, indeed. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Also, our official app is available in both the app stores. You can also find us on the TuneIn apps as well. 24-7 at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. Monday through Friday, we are live 2 Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, and 1 p.m. Mountain Standard. And, of course, you can find all of our past guests, future guests, and Every guest in between available on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. The Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast is brought to you by our fabulous friends over there at MyPillow.com. Uh, that's right. You can save up to 30% with MyPillow.com. Body pillows. They've got rolling goes now in new colors and styles. They have these incredible blankets. They're called Waffle Blankets. And they have a brand new mattress topper. It's guaranteed the most comfortable mattress topper you will ever find over there at MyPillow.com. Go over and check it out today. Save 30% with our promo code J-I-G-G-Y. Go over to MyPillow.com and check it out today. We've got our next guest coming in here in just a few seconds. Let's go to them here on our big program. That um, 
I've been a, a, a journalist and, 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 and writer around the world for the last 30 years, but mostly outside the States. And it wasn't until about 2015 that, that uh, I became uh, aware of the fact that there was a war being waged within America, which at that stage we were still referring to as political correctness and progressivism against conservatism. Uh, of course, it's uh, manifested in, a, in tremendous polarization politically as well. But I had a, my first real experience of it when I was in Italy in 2017, which was a year notable for the election of, uh, of your great president, Donald Trump. <laughs> and uh, I, I was at a, an artist and academics retreat in, uh, in Florence, and there was some... Um, some college professors from California there, and I really struggled to have a conversation with them without them looking like I was tossing hand grenades at them. And I thought, what the hell is going on? There's just no rational conversation taking place. Um, I, I, I can give, give it an example of that. I was At the time, I was writing a, uh, a film script around uh, two uh, age media moguls who were, who were <clears throat> trawling through the debris of their life uh, whilst on holiday in, in, in Barcelona. Um, yes. And the, the, the wife of one of the academics said to me, I can't believe that people would make a movie like that anymore. And I said, why? And she said, well, apart from the fact that it's ageist, Six Never take a business call. <laughs> Never take a business call he hasn't in the me. middle of the show. There we are. Oh, here he is. There he I is. I think we finally and have this figured out. Good Lord. Um, we are back from our technical difficulties. That's it. <laughs> I, uh, I just love technology. It's, uh, it's, it's always so interesting. And uh, I am going to see if I can get our Peter, I think he's already here. on. Uh, we'll see if Peter is there. We may be calling him on the... Uh... No, you got to call him on this, Jiggy, because we've had a conversation with him. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Well, well let me do this. I've also got... Uh, because I thought... Which... I should never do. Uh, <laughs> I thought IQ was still out this week. No, no. IQ is with you, and I'm in England. So I scheduled Larry Tracy to... Uh, so you only have two co-hosts. I, uh, I, I scheduled Larry Tracy to, uh, to fill in for IQ. So I am going to try to get a hold of Larry... And then I'm going to try to see if I can get our guest in here. So let me. Well, I know because we had we were on with him. We had he was there. Okay. He started the whole thing. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that he. Uh, I'm glad that he knows how to do Skype. That's. Uh... Hello, James. There we are, Larry Tracy. How are you, sir? Very good, Lames. So we have got uh, quite the show today. We've got Don Mazzella, we've got Larry Tracy, and we have IQ Al Rizzoli. 
And um, I have been trying to get in touch here with our guest. I've got his phone number, so I may just call him. And Jiggy, uh, Jiggy, use your. Uh, uh, he's I'm, all set to go. He uh, he came called in uh, on, on Skype. And, and just that you didn't, uh, when he called in, it stopped you from coming on. So okay. call him right now and you'll get him. On Skype. Okay. On Skype. Well, I am uh, going to try him here and see if, see if we can, uh, we can get him. We've got everybody else, so that's good. So uh, while we wait on our guest to join us, um, Larry Tracy, what, what, what do you think of some of the latest, uh, latest news with the military that's going on, my friend? Give, 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 give us your take on some of the different things happening. Well, you've got the, um, uh, the move of getting rid of the extremists, as they call them, which, uh, which I, I, I find questionable. The uh, the big thing, of course, is what's what's going to happen with the talks with Russia over Ukraine, and the military is probably in a front-leaning risk position, as we say on that. Though I think military action would be a terrible mistake. So, Don, what 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 do you think of that with the with the Ukraine and potential military action there? Well, you know, Jiggy, I only I only know what the New York Times tells me. Uh, <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no kidding, Sherlock. <laughs> but, but I don't know if you've seen tomorrow's headline. It reads that the, the West forces Putin to act. That's their headline. The West for, forces Putin to act. But um, uh, unfortunately, you know, what does he have to lose? You know that uh, Biden is not going to do a thing. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hello, I think Hello. Uh, Peter. How are you, sir? I uh, I've been yeah, trying uh, to call you on Skype here, and I can't seem to get you on Skype. So I figured well, I, I would I was on call you Dan. on the phone here. Well, I, I'm I'm on the phone with you right now, but I, I was on Skype with Dan, and he told me to hang up. Okay. Well, why don't we do this? Um, I've well, given you back I, on Skype. Uh, just try to. Uh, I I've I, I've got a. A name here that says Peter J. Thomas, and I keep trying to call that on Skype, and it just won't go through. So why don't you hang up with us and try me back? Wait a minute. I'm I'm just hitting Skype now, and it said join. Okay, I've got guest user. Joining conversation. We're here. Join meeting. We're going to see if that works. And, uh... We'll get rid of him on the phone, and we will call guest user. And we will see. There he is. There he is. How are you, sir? So uh, we have got uh, a great guest with us today. Uh, Yes, we've got you, my friend. We've got you. We've got the chairman um, of AmericansForTermLimits.net, Peter Thomas, with us today. And we have got Don Mazzella and, of course, IQL Rizzoli and Larry Tracy with us. Um, so, first of all, t- Peter, tell us about your organization, and then I'll let the guys ask you some questions here. 
Right. Well, our, our organization was actually formed in 1974, uh, founded by a fellow by the name of Howard Phillips. Uh, it was then part of the so-called New Right organizations. There were uh, uh, a number of organizations that formed the Heritage Foundation and such uh, at that time. And uh, uh, I think, and I, I don't quote me on this, but I think we're one of the, if not the, but one of the oldest organizations still in existence as, uh, as uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, conservative uh, uh, grassroots uh, uh, lobbying organization. Yeah. And, that, and that's what we were formed of. We, we, we originally started to uh, install in each of the congressional districts a, a citizens lobbying group. And that was behind it. And we haven't strayed far from that. Okay, let's start. Somebody's with, trying to talk over me. Let, 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 let's start with Larry Tracy. Larry, what, what, what kind of questions do you have for, uh, for our guest here, Peter Thomas? Well, first of all, Peter, I knew Howard Phillips very well. Did you? I was, uh, yeah, I was an Army colonel at the Pentagon involved in Central America, and then I was uh, shifted by the White House over to the State Department. And that's how I, I knew Howard, because he was a very strong supporter of the Reagan policy in Central America. Right. That's right. So I guess my my first question would be, uh, I, I, I certainly am a strong supporter of term limits, but there's also a loss in there. We have term limits getting rid of uh, someone like Nancy Pelosi and, and Schumer. We also get rid of the sponsor, Ted Cruz. So that circle. Well, it's funny you say that, uh, because I had a, a little ping a few, a few days. Uh, still, somebody's still talking over No, 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 you're, 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 you're fine. It, it's probably just Skype. Go, go, go ahead, yeah, Peter. Go okay. ahead, Peter. I, I can't hear too well. I can hear conflicting voices. But um, at any rate, uh, there, there are a couple of Republicans that just announced that they were going to run again. And their names escape me at the moment, but I... Uh, it's their third and fourth term, and I, I, I was kind of glad on one hand that they were running so we can help keep the, the majority, but on the other hand, I said under the term limits, they may have to resign, but uh, but that, so be it. It's all fair and love and war, if you will, and uh, I think it's uh, crucial that we pass this term limits uh, amendment because uh, 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 there's, if you go down the list, and I got to few names I want to quote from Schumer, Leahy, Shelby, uh, Maxine Waters, Steny Hoyer, Don Young, Fred Upton, uh, Nancy Pelosi, Bernie Sanders, hundreds, hundreds of years of service. Bernie's got 31 years. Nancy's got 35 years. Mitch McConnell's got 37 years. And, and, and on and on and on. They're, they're, they're just uh, taken on uh, 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 their, their elective offices, taken on a lifetime uh, 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 job that, 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 that and quite frankly, has enriched quite a few of them uh, as well. And uh, uh, there's um, uh, Ted Cruz, as you know, is sponsoring the bill in the Senate. 
and uh, uh, Ralph Norman is uh, the house sponsor. Uh, and uh, we have 77 co-sponsors in the House plus Norman and 15 co-sponsors in the Senate right now. And that's 94 out of uh, uh, 535. So we've got a long way to go. But we, we uh, and, and once we get through the, the House, this is a two-pronged attack. We have to have the state legislators introduce the bill at the state level and two-thirds of the states have to ratify it at that level. So we, we've actually launched an initiative with the state legislators uh, to uh, introduce uh, it, it at the state level. So we're working on both fronts. We've got a long way to go, but uh, we've hired a PR firm that's going to uh, take this on and uh, we'll be doing all kinds of advertising and uh, from radio, TV ads, uh, Facebook, uh, billboards, uh, plus we send out millions of pieces of direct mail. And uh, let me let me give a plug for direct mail for a minute. It was, it was inspirational to us when we started this organization. Uh, we didn't have any media, we didn't have any uh, dollars to speak of, but uh, we, we mailed and mailed these letters and it became our media. And we built a house file from that, uh, those initial mailings. And, it's in the hundreds of thousands now that uh, uh, across the country from and, 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 and I must say this term limits crosses party lines. It's there's, there's many Democrats are referred to 84 percent of the people are for term limits. Uh, Republicans, uh, Democrats, liberals, uh, conservatives, uh, it crosses all lines. So uh, we, we, we think the time has come that. Uh, uh, the, the nation really is ready for uh, for this. So uh, I give a quick plug for um, uh, our, our uh, 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 net uh, website is, is uh, AmericansForTermLimits.net. So. So we got everything on there that you can imagine. <laughs> we have got a great guest with us today, AmericansForTermLimits.net. The chairman, Peter Thomas, joins us this week here on our big program. And uh, we've heard from Larry. Don, Don Mazzella, do you have any questions for, uh, for the chairman? Oh, yes. You know, remember the old line, how are you going to um, get, uh, get them back on the farm once they've seen Paris? <laughs> right. I, I just uh, someone just sent me a, 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 a interesting analysis uh, of the 470 people that retired in, from Congress or the Senate in uh, in the last 10 years uh, or 15 years. I'm not going to say 51 percent remained in Washington. The in fact did not return. How? You're asking them to give up the perks of Washington life, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, it's it's a fair question, and, and we, we have a little uh, hook in there, if you will. Uh, it's called the grandfather clause. And very simply, we're, we're, we're saying to the incumbents, because obviously uh, we got to get the votes of the incumbents, and uh, in, a, in a sense, we're asking them to vote themselves out of office. But once the term li limit amendment passes, 
they will fall under the auspices of the term limits. And that's very simply two years in the Senate. This is what the bill, the, the uh, Cruz bill and, and the Norman bill calls for. Two terms in the Senate and three terms in the House. That's six years in the House and 12 years in the Senate. So an incumbent has the assurance that once they voted in, that they will serve at least those two terms or three terms more or until or unless they're voted out of office. So that's that's kind of an incentive to, for, for them to vote for it. Well, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when... The, but you're right, they, they, they do become lobbyists and they become entrenched down in Washington and uh, make millions. <laughs> yes, but I remember, I'm old enough to remember when they passed the amendment after FDR that limited the president and all, and I, I, talked, with, I talked with someone who was instrumental many, many years ago, and... Uh, uh, I guess my question is: You got a, a real uphill battle, and uh, do you? Um, what do you think yes, are your chances do. of a success? Well, uh, we're we're kind of new to the game in this sense. We 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 we've been actively organizing and preparing and and uh, gearing up for this for about six or eight months, and so we're 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 still in the infant stages, as I mentioned. Where bringing on a, a, a professional uh, PR firm and uh, we got some uh, interesting things and trying to get a national spokesman for it. We're, we're talking to two or three uh, former congressmen to sign letters and become, uh, you know, that kind of term limited themselves. I don't know if you remember Senator Gordon Humphrey from New Hampshire. Uh, he He is epitomized term limits. He When he ran for the Senate, and by the way, he ran because he, he Senator McIntyre, the then Democratic senator, long-term senator, said he was going to vote against the Panama Canal treaties. Well, he turned around and he voted for it to give away the canal. And he got so incensed. He was a pilot for Allegheny Airlines. And Gordon Humphrey decided he'd run for the Senate. And he did, and uh, he got elected. And But when he got elected, he said, I'm only going to stay for two terms, and I'm going home. And he did. He didn't even have any opposition uh, when, when his, he was uh, had a 70% favorability, a real, real high uh, favorability rating. It was very popular, And uh, but he decided to go home. In fact, he ran for the state Senate when he came home. And he eventually ran for governor, too. He wasn't successful at it, but uh, uh, he, he, he's the proof of term limits. And, and I uh, lost track of him, and I'd love to get a hold of him to see if he'd become involved with us. Well, you know, you know it's interesting. Uh, in this, again, in this poll, this study that was done that, that's not published yet, I, 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 just one more question. It, it said that... Um, in the, the Congress of uh, uh, 1936, um, almost 80% uh, of the congressmen, Democratic congressmen, went home after two to five terms. Right. I guess we've had a major change. I, I'll, I'll bow out now and let somebody else ask a question.
So, IQL Rizzoli, you're joining us this week. Do you have any questions for the for the chairman here, and then we'll go back to Larry Tracy? No, no, no questions because it's, it's been covered. And I'm, I'm, I hope he will succeed because it's one of the most important items that should happen to American Republic. So, Larry Tracy, Thank you. I agree with you. Um, do you have any questions here for the chairman? Well, I would just think that one of the one of the important aspects of the 2022 midterms would be if we could get this large amount of Republicans that a lot of people are talking about, that could that could increase the number of congressmen who are in support of term limits. Maybe that could be a, yes. a criteria for support. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because we're in the process right now of, of sending out questionnaires to. Uh, everybody that's running, uh, both at the state level as well as the national level, and uh, hopefully get them on board and, and signed up pre 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 uh, election. And then, of course, if they uh, are successful and do win, and I, I I think we I think it's crucial that we take back the House and the Senate. Uh, I, 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 I think we will, and uh, I think we'll be in much better shape to move forward with this at that point. Well, let me just add, I, and, and looking very closely at all the polling and the historic indicators, 17 of the last 19 midterm elections went against the White House, and the only two that were uh, in favor that were the White House gained, it was um, JFK after the Cuban Missile Crisis, and then George uh, H.W., or George Bush after the uh, 9-11. So absent a great crisis that could turn the country around, uh, there are some pollsters, including Doug Schoen, the Democrat, who's thinking this could be 60 or 70 seat pickup. That would just be a monumental change, finish the Biden agenda, and certainly could get a number of people on for term limits. Mm -hmm. I just... um I agree with you. I, said, I, I, I think the time has come. And uh, give another plug for AmericansForTermLimit.net. And we have a Twitter account, which is Twitter.com, TermLimitsUS. And a Facebook called Facebook.com slash AmericansForTermLimits. Uh, there's a way to donate. There's a way to sign a petition. Uh, there's there's a way to get your local state rep involved, and uh, as well as your your local congressman. Pretty comprehensive. We we've got it all detailed out there. So hope you hope you'll uh, give that a look. See. So Don, what 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 else do you have for uh, for the chairman here before we let him go for today? Well, you know, he he mentioned um, that uh, his gov- government service under three Republican. Uh, he mentioned under uh, that it was service under three Republican presidents. Well, um, uh, given over time, how do you think ch- things have changed from Ronald Reagan and uh, the two Bushes to now? Yeah. Well, uh, of course, I, I was. Uh, I think I'm about your, your age, Don. We never met, but uh, I got a few years on me and. Uh, I was 35 years old when I was the state chairman in Massachusetts, of all places, of uh, uh, the initial conservative group that put together the 
uh, Reagan operation. I was a delegate to the 1980 uh, convention in Detroit and a Reagan delegate. But uh, uh, I, I was new to it, and, and when we won, there was a feeling of, uh, and a lot of senior people to me too. But uh, uh, Reagan was was as advertised. He 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 didn't like to uh, you know he liked to set forth the agenda and find good people to carry it out and let them do it, and and he twerk twerk tweak it as necessary, but. Uh, he pretty much uh, uh, surrounded himself with good people and gave them their marching orders and see that they carried it out. But and then the people, we were enthusiastic. We thought we were on a mission, and uh, and I saw revolve over the years uh, as the years went by and served other administrations. There wasn't that enthusiasm there the, of, of signal. Uh, uh, movement towards uh, a goal of less government and free enterprise, and uh, uh, it was more who was concerned. They were more concerned at the White House as to who was playing tennis at the tennis courts or something, you know, crazy things. Uh, I, I always remember that uh, when I became uh, uh, Assistant Secretary of Administration at Agriculture, um, I had a fellow who was a very capable guy. He was a SES, a senior executive service guy. He ran a, a program, and the farm bill came up for a new farm bill was going to be designed and put forth in front of Congress to adopt. And he, from 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 the the drafters of the bill, he was drafted into the House drafting the bill. So he, he was actually formulating the bill that he was going to then administer as a bureaucrat when, when the bill passed. And it just shows you how what an insider operation Washington is. And uh, it, it just is amazing how it works, it even works at all, for that matter. So let me get rid of that call. Well, one of the things, uh, Chairman, that I uh, I find amazing, and we've discussed it on this show, I've discussed it with Larry in the past, is this possibility that the Republicans, if they get control of everything, may nominate Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House, and apparently <laughs> that's a legal thing, and anybody can do it. It is the strangest deal. It is. What do you think of this I weird law? About that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with what you say, and it is legal, and it, it is theoretically possible. Whether it, whether he would do that, I, I kind of doubt it. To be honest with you, but I, I wouldn't rule anything out. Uh, Jimmy, I'd like to address that issue, if I may, because uh, someone from Washington told me that that was originated by the Democrats as a way of getting the boogeyman uh, Trump back into the uh, election. Don't you can't uh, 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 vote for Republicans because they're going to put Trump in as speaker. Yeah, Uh, I've heard this from two different sources. I'm not as good and plugged in as as our two guest as our guest and Larry is, but uh, I've heard that it's really a, ploy, a Democratic ploy rather than something Republicans. And even Josh thinks it. Bernstein thinks it isn't true. Yeah. Well, it may not be, but I I heard that from a conservative source 
that, that did say that, that uh, uh, apparently uh, you don't have to be a member of the House. No, no. Become follows, speaker. Yeah, yeah I think that's true. And But what, where it originated from, I can't say. I don't know. You may be right. Parliament. They lie about everything. They lie about everything, and and uh, 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 when they get exposed, they lie again to cover up the exposure. So uh, there's, there's there's no way of getting around it. All you have to do is look at the Madison Papers. It's right there in the Madison Papers. Um, you know, uh, from the Constitutional Convention, they took it from, directly from the British Parliament. Which yep. at that time, you did not have to be a member of parliament to be a speaker, to, to run parliament. It's there in the, uh, uh, I, I looked it up because uh, I was talking with a, a, a scholar and he, he pointed out where it is. It's in the, um, it's in like the second, uh, the second month of, of the discussion. How should the House of Representatives be there? It's there in, right in the Constitution uh, proceedings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, one of the stories I heard, uh, this was rather far-fetched, but they wanted Donald Trump to run for Congress in Florida and get elected. And then once he got elected, they could elect him Speaker of the House. So yeah. that was before this came out about you don't have to be a member of Congress. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 I was trying to, in fact, uh, we have a... Uh, a weekly uh, poll, email polls that we sent out. And and this week's poll, we, we listed all 10 candidates and asked who their preference was for president. It was Ted Cruz, to, uh, uh, the governor of Florida, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the woman from North Dakota, there's the governor, and just about ten, nine to 10 names. And so I'm curious to see who... Uh, uh, I, I would presume Trump would be, would be the nominee or have the nomination if he wants it, but he hasn't really declared yet whether he wants it. So, and I, I'm I'm not even sure. And I say this as a as a pro-Trump guy, and I, I just love his policies. And uh, I, I'm not even sure he's electable because the hatred was so deep and yes. so much for him across the country, and and, and they've done nothing but. Keep it up with the January 6th business. They keep p- putting it up, and they keep uh, uh, putting forth this 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 hatred, really. And, and they keep fanning the flames. And uh, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, three or four years is a long time. But I'm focused on the congressional elections in, in a year from now. And uh, I'm, I'm really think quite hopeful we can take it back and help preserve what's left of our country by then. I don't know what's, what's going to be left. Because they're really running it in the ground. We all should be focused on the 22 election. Yes. Yes, I I firmly agree with that. I think we ought to to forget about all this, you know, past election stuff and move forward. Well, Peter, it has been an honor uh, to have you on today. Thank you for doing this, my friend. It's my honor. I, I enjoyed it. And it's nice to talk to friendly people for a change. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, I appreciate yes. it, sir. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we will talk to you Thank soon. Thank you, guys. Good luck to you all. Thanks again. Appreciate Thank the opportunity. There One last goes. time, Americans for term. That is uh, Peter Thomas, and uh, you can get more information 
on the web. They are fantastic. Uh, their their Twitter account is is absolutely amazing. You could go over and find them at uh, Term Limits US. That's Americans for Term Limits. And they join us uh, today, the chairman, Peter Thomas, here on our big broadcast. And you can get more information on their website as well, which is very informative. It is AmericansForTermLimits.net. So, um, Larry Tracy, what 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 did you think of uh, of, of Peter there and uh, and that organization? Well, I, as I said before, I, I'm certainly for term limits. I I do believe that there's also a cost that we could lose some very good Republican senators and members of Congress, but that's where you you have a cost benefit analysis. Uh, there, are, there. It is living living in an area that people outside of Washington may not realize this, but I live in Bethesda, Maryland. I sometimes feel I'm the only Republican here. There may be two or three others, <laughs> but this is the bluest of the blue, and the uh, dislike, I would say, almost hatred for for Trump is such that uh, I don't want to see him as the candidate. Because I think the best form of voter suppression we could have would be to have someone else as the Republican candidate in 2024. But if Trump is the candidate, I, I, the people who might not even want to come out and vote will come out and vote just because they have this visceral dislike for the man. Although, as Peter had said, his policies were excellent. And if it hadn't been for the COVID, he would have probably been elected. The economy was going well. The uh, the um, uh, economic situation in, in total, employment, unemployment for for minorities was increased. Uh, I have particular uh, affinity with uh, Latin Americans as Spanish speakers because I've lived in Latin America and I speak fluent Spanish, as does my wife. And what we're hearing in polling right now is that for the first time, Hispanics are now even for Republicans and Democrats. Normally, it's always been the other. And I know I know individuals from Central America that I know here in the Washington area that have been Democrats from the time they came, and they're switching over. So I think we've got a much better chance of getting the the trifecta, the White House, the Senate, and the House, if we have someone like uh, Governor DeSantis. And my personal choice is DeSantis and Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina as vice president. I, I, I think putting Trump in at the head of the ticket uh, just makes it Katie bar the door. We don't know what's going to happen at that point. You are so right, Larry. You're so right. He he should take a leaf out of George Washington's book and go back to the farm. Uh, That's right. And, I, I mean, now, it's scary. You know, one thing that I wanted to add while Peter was talking about the um, uh, the idea of Trump becoming the speaker, maybe an alternative would be that Kevin McCarthy, after the Republicans get the House, steps aside temporarily. Trump comes in as the Speaker of the House, impeaches Biden, and then after that is done, if the Republicans have the Senate, he then goes back to Mar-a-Lago, and uh, McCarthy takes over as the Speaker of the House. That might appeal to him. I don't think being the uh, the Speaker and all the drudgery and the day-to-day work would be his thing, but... Uh, to get in there and get it Biden on, on an impeachment, and there are so many grounds. Uh, my particular as military, I think the surrender to the Taliban and turning over Bagram Air Base to the Chinese, which is in effect what it did, 
deserting Americans living in Afghanistan, I think that that's that's worthy of impeachment right there. Then the border situation, there are so many who could get him on. And and Trump might be might be attracted to that for the short run, maybe about six months, then he goes back and he becomes the elder statesman. Well, anything but running, in my view. <laughs> IQL Rizzoli, what 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 do you, what do you think of what Larry and uh, and Don are are talking about here? Look, you know I love Trump <laughs> because I honestly believe he was the most patriotic and most energetic president since Reagan. The most important thing now is the talks with Ukraine about Ukraine. If I were Putin. I would not allow Ukraine to be in NATO. And I don't give a damn what NATO thinks, what America thinks, and what Europeans think. Remember something. Since the collapse of the Soviet Union, five of the Eastern republics which belong to the Soviet Union are part and parcel now of NATO. From the point of view of Russia, this is an encroachment of 400 to 500 miles towards the Russian border. From point of view of Russia, And this is so important to look at it. This is 400, 500 miles too near to their territory to allow further another 100 to 200 miles from Ukraine to be literally on the border of Russia. If I were Putin, I would not accept any terms. Ukraine cannot be part of NATO. Simple. It's not complicated. And they don't have to be. If Russia says they will not invade them and will not alter the government there's no reason why anybody should force them what do you think yeah, what, what do you think about that larry tracy well it is uh, i i can understand and it's always good when you're in a debating environment on this understand the uh, the other guy's position uh putin definitely feels threatened by having nato right up on his border but at the same time he does not have the right to dictate the foreign policy or the alignments of individual countries. One of the key things to keep in mind, it was one thing when when I was running the uh, briefing team for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the Pentagon, I was amazed at the key role Ukraine, which was part of the Soviet Union, was playing. There were almost 2,000 intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, in Ukraine territory. In 1994, there was an agreement made, I think it was in Budapest, for those to move out, that uh, Russia would take all those missiles out and place them in in Russia itself. And an agreement, Putin, and Putin, I guess he was still there at the time, uh, or whoever the Soviet Union leader was at the time, made an agreement to respect the territorial integrity of Ukraine. And then they, of course, abolished that completely when they over invaded the Crimea and set up a war in the eastern part of Ukraine. So they have broken that agreement. Uh, but they, Putin does not have the right. And Putin's strong suit right now is that he perceives Biden as very, very weak. And he's going to try and push as far as he can. And sanctions, we, we've sanctioned Russia pretty heavily. I, I don't know if more sanctions will hurt him or not. He just seems to be able to adjust to that. And one of the problems with the pipeline with Germany is, is Germany going to agree 
to uh, get rid of that because they're they're getting energy in from Russia and Russia's getting money from Germany. So I don't know how how reliable the new German government will be on that. So Putin feels he's got a certain advantage, and I think his his main advantage is he feels he's dealing with a very weak person in Joe Biden, and he'll just push and push as far as he can. But the idea of any military action, I, w- I would hope we don't do that. One one point to add on there: the Ukrainians seem to be following a a strategy that Switzerland did in World War II. Reason that Hitler did not invade Switzerland was that just about every person was a marksman. Every man and woman had a rifle, and Hitler was concerned that he was going to face what we now call guerrilla warfare. Well, that's the same in Ukraine. Ukraine, there are uh, reportedly a million weapons in the hands of individuals. So the Ukrainian army may be weak, but when they come in, they'd have Ukrainians hiding behind trees shooting at Russians. And once the body bags would start to come back to Moscow, they would face the same situation they did back in Afghanistan, uh, where they were taking so many casualties from the Mujahideen, who we were helping. So Putin's... um, Putin's bluffing to a great degree, but he's bluffing because he feels he's got a very weak adversary in Biden, and he doesn't know how the rest of Europe will go because Europe is getting a lot of their energy supplies from Russia. The old thanks, idea that Russia is a country with a gas station. Yeah, but that's thanks to Biden, after all. Biden yeah. allowed it. He is complicit in more deaths and destruction in America than any president in the history of the republic. Well, I'd agree. I come from, and this goes back into the, uh, the term limits. I lived in, in southeastern Pennsylvania. I grew up in a town called Chester. It's 12 miles from the state line with, uh, with Delaware. And so I knew I was in Wilmington, Delaware, more than I was in Philadelphia. And it's a rather insignificant state. Biden has brought in a lot of the financial industry into Delaware, and of course it's also the home of DuPont Chemical. And I guess the third uh, largest business there might be the Biden family business, because they've all become independently wealthy for that. That's one of the great reasons of getting rid of term limits, so that you don't have a guy like Biden, who's never had a job outside in the private sector. He's been in Congress for 50 years. Uh, but uh, certainly he has uh, profited greatly because of what he's been able to do for Delaware, which is not that significant a state. Hmm. Okay. Can I, can I jump in here? Go ahead, Don. Yeah. Well, uh, to me, the, the real flashpoint is uh, Taiwan. Um, uh, I, I, someone told me quite, quite recently they expected China to have, uh, to have moved over Christmas. What, what, what do you think, Larry? Well, they've been doing an awful lot. You know, China considers uh, Taiwan as uh, a breakaway state. Uh, certainly not an independent country. They've been flying uh, fighter planes in the uh, Taiwan airspace. And they have, militarily, they have an advantage. They're the home team. They've they've got all their bases. We have to project force quite a distance to come in. If they... If they challenge and, and make a move, I, I, I think Biden is compelled to come to Taiwan's defense. But will he find a way out of it? And then if we go off on the side, is Biden compromised because of his son and his own dealings with the Chinese government before he was elected? 
maybe the Biden laptop will come out and take a higher uh, position. I, I'm just reading uh, uh, Ms. Devine's book, The yes. Laptop from Hell. That, that is something that I think every American should read, read. And, and find out exactly what their business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, uh, said about his meeting in the Beverly Hills Hilton Cocktail Lounge. Incidentally, I have been in that cocktail lounge. That is the darkest room I have ever seen in my life. I guess it's because people don't want to be seen with who they're meeting there. And But I, I always wonder if Biden met with uh, with Bobolinsky there, and Bobolinsky said he did, uh, are there Secret Service records? He would as an ex-vice president then, could they ever come out and show that there was indeed a meeting there? Would they ever release that data? Because uh, Bobolinsky, I, I think the the uh, Trump campaign made a terrible blunder in the third debate when they had Bobolinsky sitting in the audience, and Trump should have been programmed to say, "Joe, I'd like you to, uh, I want to introduce you to your former business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, who is right there. Remember, you met with him in the Beverly Hills Hilton." Wouldn't that have been a great moment in television at that point? Yes. But they, they, they blew it. The, the, the Trump campaign, I think, did a terrible job in 2020. Couldn't agree more. But someone said to, to me it was because Trump himself wouldn't listen. Well, Trump was probably a, a difficult person to train uh, <laughs> and to work and follow instructions. Whereas yes. Ronald Reagan, who we've spoken about, Reagan took directions very, very well from Roger Ailes, who was his uh, debate coach on there and later founded Fox News. And here was Reagan going along with what he said, and that's why he came up with that famous line uh, uh, that uh, that he used against Mondale about how he wouldn't use uh, Mondale's human inexperience. That, that was Roger Ailes' line that came up then. But Trump needs to be more disciplined and more focused if he's going to run for office again, instead of being the wild man that he sometimes appears to be. Let's hope he doesn't. Can I just jump and uh, talk to you about one other person? Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I discovered YouTube quite late in life, but uh, um, I, I've been watching Senator Cruz. You know, and if you read, if you read the press. You think this guy, the guy is a crazy guy, but I've been watching him in his Senate hearings, and he is really a magnificent uh, spokesman for the Republican Party. I was really surprised. Um, care to comment, Larry? Or, yeah, well, or actually, one of the things about Cruz, he was the national collegiate debate champion when he was an undergraduate. And then he studied law at Harvard under Alan Dershowitz, and I think Dershowitz said he was the best student he ever had. And you can see that. He's, he's quick on his feet. Uh, if, if, if he were the candidate in 2024, I think that would be great. I, I think anything that, that Cruz does is, is good. He's, he's brilliant, he's quick, and he's, he's a terrific debater. Did you see how the, uh, the Democrats have uh, uh, put the voter right bill in with the NASA bill and try to sneak it through the Congress today? Yeah, well, they're, they're always trying that. See, this is the problem with all of these bills. They're what are sometimes referred to as Christmas trees. You get the bill on with a very nice title like Build Back Better, and then you add on these little trinkets that go on to it, which no one knows about. 
and they could never pass if they came in as individual bills, but they put them into this omnibus bill and sneak it through. Remember, Nancy Pelosi said about Obamacare, we have to pass it to see what's in it. Well, that's the came with all of these big bills. The, the infrastructure bill that had 19 Republicans on it, only 9% of the money is for hardcore infrastructure. A lot of other things that are in there. That's one of the maybe uh, uh, term limits could change that around with people coming in and saying, hey, this is this is a crazy way to run a, a railroad on having it like this. But uh, the Congress is just an absolute mess the way they do this. And uh, by God, we have to keep the filibuster and point out the hypocrisy of people like Chuck Schumer, as everybody is doing right now. So uh, again, I say thank God for Joe Manchin and uh, <laughs> the name in Arizona. That they, I hope they stick to their guns. Well, she said today. I don't know if you saw it. But she said today she won't won't vote to. Uh, I heard that. Yeah, I saw that on on email. You know, you imagine the the pressure those two must be under. Well, it's a you know the Democrats are. Um, to use a sports analogy, right now, I think they see how disastrous things are and coming down the road, and they're throwing the Hail Mary pass. They want to get rid of the filibusters so they can go to these other disastrous things in because they know they'll never get them in before. But one of the mistakes they're making is we only need one Senate, one seat in the Senate to take over. And if they get rid of the filibuster, and they don't get these things completely through, but they get rid of the filibuster, then when the Republicans take over the Senate, they're going to be powerless because the Republicans can steamroll everything in and they can't do a thing about it. And uh, that, that's why I wonder, are they, are they thinking through or are they figuring we've got to do everything right now because we're never going to get anything done in the future because of the way the elections are going to turn out? Well, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's scary. If you, if you watch the Senate and... and also, are you seeing the people that are being nominated for judges? Yeah, well, it's, uh, and that, yeah. that's what they're doing already. They're going to have a whole bunch of judges that are sort of of the defund the police and align with the stuff that George Soros is putting in. My old hometown of Philadelphia set the homicide record this past year, but their district attorney, who was supported by Soros, has said, we don't have a crime problem here. Uh, that's happening all over the country. Los Angeles is certainly an example. There's a recall movement against the DA in Los Angeles. Uh, mm. So the the police are in a bad way, and uh, I think you're going to find just about every policeman is going to vote Republican. <laughs> well, let's well, hope so. Uh, Jiggy, I have to jump off. Yes, that, that, that's, that, that's what I was... That's, I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem, my friend. Let, let, let's start with, uh, with Don. Before we let you go, Don, how do we get all of your stuff and uh, websites and everything. The NREF, the hyphen NREF.org, the National um, uh, Robotics Education Foundation, 2SBDigest.com, uh, and the, the YouTube channel, Small Business Digest. Those are the two that uh, I recommend for you. Fantastic. Well, uh, Larry, before we let you go, how do we get your book and get involved with what you're doing my friend well the book is entitled bring home the bacon uh... become a persuasive leader with a proven s3p3 system it's not political but it goes back to the experience i gained when i was out uh, speaking and defending debating the reagan policy in central america and it's on uh... it's on amazon and 
I'm very proud to uh, have an endorsement on the cover from the late President Reagan, where he got a lot of feedback from my talking around the country and sent a letter to me at my retirement from the Army calling me an extraordinarily effective speaker. That seems almost painful to say that, but I mean, I'll, I'll get the plug out because I was a great admirer of Ronald Reagan and very proud to have served in his administration. Fantastic. Well, IQ, as a wrap-up here, what, what, what did you think of uh, today's conversation and everything, my friend? As usual, very, very informative. Both speakers. Larry, it's a pleasure talking to you, and wish you the best. Thank you very much, Anki. So, IQ, before we let you go, how do we get in touch with you and uh, get your Just books Just Google my name, Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I, and you'll get to know more about Islam than the Imam of Islam. <laughs> well, Larry, I will talk to you next week. IQ, I will talk to you as well. And thank you to Don. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, James. There they go. It is IQ Al Rizzoli and Larry Tracy. And that wraps it up from our big broadcast.